sweet strains of ABBA hearkening in, is it hearkening in a new year? Julie Van Rosendahl joins us today. Adam Karsh uh, is here. Caitlin Green is off, as she should be, on a little bit of a, a sunny respice. Hi, Julie. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't 2022 seem like so far in the future? It's like the Jetsons. Yes. Why don't I have a jet boots yet? I feel like I don't should have you? jet boots. I just, Santa didn't bring them. I don't know. I don't know what I did, but no jet boots. Well, I will keep my eyes peeled. Maybe there's some New Year's jet boot sales. <laughs> I know they I, – I have seen jet packs that – you know, even these at-home Looney Tune inventors are forever building jetpacks. They mm-hmm. either burn their legs off or scra- crash <laughs> through the neighbor's garage roof. But there's always somebody trying to lift themselves off the ground with a Jetson-type jetpack. Yeah. Anyway, I, I will keep my eyes peeled, as will Adam, because he's our tech guy. Yep. He has all the new gizmos. Do you, don't you have a jetpack on your watch? Or, yeah, sure. Or, yeah, like, let me just right? it's, uh, let me enable a hot air that balloon. <laughs> just like a parachute. Yes. You but. can't tell me that when you were a kid, guys, that watching the Jetsons and oh, yeah. looking at them talking on their watches to you know talking to each other. Absolutely. You know, come home now. Come home now. Let's you know it's dinner time. Yeah. And and looking at that going. Oh God! If that was only real, and now it's real. Absolutely, it's all real. It's freaking real. Did you ever watch Knight Rider as a kid? Knight Rider, <laughs> yes, blast from the past. Speaking of tech, like I thought that was the craziest, coolest car. I love the show, and I was obsessed as a kid with the GPS system in the car. Like how there was a map. So when GPS came out for real. I was so blown away by it. And even to this day, if I'm just going to the grocery store that's a minute away, I use the GPS so I can watch the map. You're like, Kit, take me to the grocery store. <laughs> I am. It was Kit, right? It. Yeah, Kit, Night Industry 2000. Sorry. For oh, my you're good. Tangent. I wouldn't have remembered that. <laughs> David Hasselhoff, he came on my tour bus in uh, Salt Lake City in really? the 90s, really drunk. Uh, we played at a club there. Insensitive was big, and we played at a club in Utah where they had to have special licenses to serve alcohol. This was back in the day. Maybe it's different now, but David Hasselhoff, of all people, was in Utah shooting something, and he came on the bus, and he had uh, like a bomber jacket with the leather sleeves, you know, those leather jackets, that said Hasselhoff on the back, and he went into the lapel pocket of this jacket, and he handed out all these... David Hasselhoff postcards that he had signed and was giving them to us on the bus. And then he asked us if we had anything, you know, I think he had a beer with us or something. He was really nice. I have to say he was really, really, really nice. And, and obviously a little bit tipsy, but I'm sure we were plastered out of our ever loving (laughs) minds. And I remember him looking so clean. His (laughs) hair was so clean and he's so tall and he was so fit and his eyes were twinkly and he was so good looking in person. And anyway, we all, when he left the bus, we were all just like giddy with excitement. Anyway, happy, happy new year. <laughs> you were hypnotized, Hasselhoffnotized. Is that the poster oh, you like, have hanging above your fireplace right now, Jan? The David Hasselhoff uh, poster? Julie, stop giving away my <laughs> secrets. Um, 
Listen, I want to get right to it. 2021, um, I saw a really funny meme about 2022 that uh, it's like 2021 again, or it's 2020 also again. Yes. Yes. I've seen Um, that. I know I've learned a lot personally, professionally. I feel like I've learned lessons that probably would have taken me five or 10 years to kind of get my head around. I'm generalizing, but Julie, is there things that stand out to you that you learn about yourself, about your family, about how you're making your way through the world? Um, I'm just curious to know if, if you felt oh, that kind boy. of bump in, in a timeline. Uh, since 2020? You know, I was thinking it's, it's even been longer, you know, five, okay. even years before, I feel like the whole world has been shaken up and, and sort of turned on upside down. It's like a big snow globe, you know? We keep shaking it up and it's instead, I don't know. I feel like I, everyone has sort of been forced to reassess their lives and, and, and pay attention to what's the most important. Um, and, you know, my, my lifestyle hasn't changed that much. I don't do as many, you know, events. I'm not traveling as much, obviously. Uh, people are still eating. Um, I forgot what the question was, but well, what if I figured no, I mean, out <laughs> yeah. myself? I mean, yeah. if, if there's, if there's any general <sighs> things, um, I, looking at your Instagram page, I was Uh-oh. so thrilled for you to have those visits with your parents. And I'm a little bit jealous because my yeah. folks are gone. Yeah. And of course, this is a very sentimental time of year. And my mom passed away. She'd been gone now three years on the 29th of December. Mm-hmm. But just looking at your mom, your relationship with your folks, I, I really am so, so very envious of it. And where yeah. they are, they're out in the West Coast. And it looks very idyllic when you go out there. Well, and they actually live in Calgary, but they have a little place it, it, oh, sorry. But, no, that's okay. They, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I go out, I love, I love going out there and staying with them and they have the, a tiny little hundred year old cottage, uh, on the sunshine coast. And I love being able to go and, and live with them, <clears throat> which sounds silly. I always lived in the same city as my parents. So I always envied people during the holidays who would go home, you know, and stay in their childhood room or whatever with their parents. I just love being able to live with them for a few days or a few weeks or however long I can stay. I, I don't take for granted that I still have them, um, but I definitely do appreciate those smaller gatherings. You know, it, it used to be we were so distracted by the pressure to be doing stuff and going places and who's doing what and who's going where. And we've sort of, you know, figured out who's important to us, uh, who we want to stay connected with. and. Um, and and not taking for granted those little gatherings, those little like having my parents, they've started to come inside my house again just recently helping pack books. Uh, we had been gathering outside, but now they're starting to come in again and we're starting to eat together again. And it's just, it's the best thing ever. And it's the sort of thing that we, I don't think we realized how great that was before, you know, to, to gather around important. a table. Just, I mean, I've always known that it's always been sort of the focus of my work. But it, the small things really are the big things, right? That's something that you've said for a long time. Yeah, the minutiae that yeah. we often overlook are the things that we really cling to um, for our well-being. It's mm-hmm. not the it's not winning big awards, and it's not getting a new car, or I mean, all these things that we're kind of taught to gravitate towards the stuff. It mm-hmm. really is the just 
the, the, a hand, somebody waving in the driveway at you that you haven't seen for a long time, the gesture of a hand in the air. I think about that a lot. Just yeah. a simple hand that's 10 feet away from you waving out a window that you've just seen or a handshake. Um, yeah. I often think about the, the trust that goes into a handshake and the intimacy and the vulnerability of reaching your hand out and hanging on to it, hanging on to a stranger's hand, a colleague's hand, a friend's hand, mm-hmm. or touching someone's shoulder. I think our, our, the, the little tiny physical gestures that are so much a part of our humanness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that your parents are coming in your house again. I love yeah. it. And, and I think it can be done safely in lieu of everything that's happening right now. Um, I still believe in these things and I, I don't, can't even believe I'm saying this social distancing, wash your hands, wear your mask when you're around people. Um, and you know, all the rapid testing now is going to make life easier. Uh, it's something that we need going forward. You can, you can have a dinner party, have everyone rapid test. Yeah, it's true. And and have them do it for a couple of days. And then everyone feels good about having eight, 10 people around a table and sharing a, a, a family style meal. Well, and like you said, we're, I mean, we're paying attention to the people in our communities more. And I think when the whole world seems so, there's just been this like rapid fire of, of things happening, you know, floods and global warming and fires and droughts and people being displaced and just, just so much that focusing on the people around us, even the people at the grocery store, you know, I've started to, rather than rushing through, and I started this quite a while ago during the pandemic, really paying attention to the, especially the seniors who are chatty, you know, stop and make chit chat with those seniors in the grocery store because they're probably not um, interacting with a lot of people. And those small, I actually did a story about this for the Globe and Mail years ago, those small interactions. And it was in response to online shopping, right? Online shopping was rolling out. We were missing those, those small interactions. And it's so crucial to our, our physical and emotional health, those little day-to-day running into people in the elevator, talking to people at the checkout line or in the grocery store. And so I, I try and make an effort now to do that um, with, you know, just pay attention to people around. Well, making eye contact, I don't think has ever been more important, although yeah. they cannot see the lower part of our faces when we're out in public. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me in the last couple of years, I'm smiling. Yes. I said, yeah. I can see you smile. And, and you can see so much emotion with the eyes. I think oh, yeah. you guys would agree with me that you see that that lift, unless you're Botoxed up, the yin-yang. And <laughs> my eyebrows don't lift the way they should. You know, sometimes I'm like, listen, I'm interested, but my eyebrows don't move because I've had a lot of Botox. But I can tell when someone's smiling at me, passing by me, or um, totally. I, I, just, I, I just think it's so amazing how we have adapted our physical interactions the the those little tiny changes in how we do look at people so yeah julie i love that i love taking the time to ask a person how they're doing and stopping long enough to listen to the answer yes exactly exactly and smiling with our eyes without looking creepy like squinting. Sometimes I try too hard and I'm like, oh no, that's, I think that's laser beam eyes or dagger eyes, not smiley eyes. We're going to tell you how to not do that uh, when we come back. You're listening to the Jan Arden Podcast. I'm here with Julie Van Rosendahl and Adam Karsh. Don't go away. This is our 2022 in review.
Welcome back. Jan Arden here, coming to you from Springbank, Alberta. I'm with Julie Van Rosendahl from her Calgary home. Adam Karsh is in his Toronto home, respectively. And it is 2022. It is the first day. What could go wrong? What could possibly happen? You know, we um, <laughs> here we are. I think last year we were just thinking, wow, it just it couldn't get any weirder. And I think we really realize now that it's just going to get weirder and weirder and weirder. And some of it's really good and some of it's a little daunting. But uh, listen, I'm not, I, I'm happy just to be here. I haven't had COVID yet. Um, I fully expect to get it at some point. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But uh, I'm kind of like, I probably will somehow. I don't, I'm doing everything I can, but a few of my friends that are so diligent have gotten COVID. Mm-hmm. I know. People I have too. a lot of friends who have had it. <laughs> yeah. I have friends who I have a friend who lost his mom uh, last first oh. October. Sorry. Um, it, yeah, I mean, and it's and they're they're diligent people, you know, all of them, and so it's you know, I especially with Omicron being so much more, um, um, you know, c- that, contagious. That sounds like a fancy watch. <laughs> it sounds like a like it a just found, rope. sounds like a really nice. The new Omnicron. Yes. A transformer. <laughs> a watch that turns into a jet car. Yeah, Sorry, no, I had to go back to jets. Your, so your, jet, your jet boots. Yeah. Um, can I ask what you guys ate over the holidays? Like what, what was a big – did you guys make things, either of you, that was a big hit? Did you try new recipes? Did you – Everything. I mean, I, I got to say that the potato is still my standout – yeah. Winner, winner. I, I just cannot tell you how much I love a, a mashed potato. I love mashed winner, potatoes. Winner, winner, potato dinner. <laughs> I've been having a lot of potatoes. You have, so yeah. I just want to say, Adam texts me on the regular with his <laughs> dishes that, look what I just made, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, potatoes, I could, I could live on potatoes easily, no problem. A lot of the world did for a while. Like in right. the UK, they lived yeah. on potatoes. Yeah. So, my mom tried something new every year that was always, you know, we would we would kind of turn our heads or roll our eyeballs. And well, I'd like to try something new on the holidays, mm-hmm. and it inevitably got either forgotten about and left in the oven or the microwave. Did you guys have any of those that you'd finish dinner and everyone's like, "Oh God, I forgot the, I left the." Green beans that. in the microwave, or the it's the, the worst feeling. Whatever the the, colo- <laughs> the cauliflower gratin is, mm-hmm. it's in the oh, basement yeah. fridge downstairs, and yeah. every single year we did that. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, well, we'll just eat it in an hour. Don't worry, we right. will eat it in one hour. And some of the best recipes come about that way. One year, I had uh, a zucchini that was the size of a small child that someone had given me, <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I kept grating it and making like a batch of brownies and grating it and making some muffins. And finally I was like, I'm just going to make this into a pot of soup. So I grated or chopped or whatever, the whole thing, threw it in, you know, the pot with some garlic and thyme and stock or whatever, went to bed and forgot about it. And <laughs> it's about two o'clock in the morning. I woke up. Was it was cooking? Like, was it, was, was it simmering stuff? on the stove? It was simmering. It was. Okay. So it reduced, it wasn't burning yet. It had reduced to this like delicious <laughs> sludge. And so I spread it into a, a oh. gratin dish and I put crumbs and like a little bit of cheese or whatever on top. And I think it was Thanksgiving because there was some sort of dinner. It might've been Christmas. Anyway, 
I brought it to dinner and everyone was like, this is the best. What is the recipe? I'm like, well, you got to put in like <laughs> 10 pounds of zucchini, go to bed for five hours and then get up. But it's true, right? Like the sunken chocolate cakes, the like blackened, you know, this, the, the burnt sugar or whatever. These are all accidents. They were never, but never, never apologize, right? Julia Child, never apologize. Just no. pretend you meant to do it that way. If your cookies are puddles, call them puddle cookies. All right. And say it's like all the rage on TikTok. <laughs> yes. And you can't tell me that blackened fish of any kind wasn't a grave error at some point. <laughs> a lot of it things. It was a lot were. of spices that got absolutely scorched and suddenly it kind of tastes good. <laughs> Who doesn't like burnt anything? I like burnt me, toast. Oh, me too. Like I'll scrape a little bit of it, but yeah. I can count the times that I have actually thrown a piece of a pair of toasts over my railings for the animals. Usually I'm like, mm, this is a scraper for sure. Scrape, yeah. scrape, scrape, scrape. I love the sound. I yeah. love the sound of scraping toast. Yes. It is, it is, <laughs> it hits my, it hits my erogenous zones. Just that scrape. That is a, that is an ASMR trigger for me. You should start ASMR uh, scraping toast videos on Instagram. I'm sure it's out there. Go on YouTube right now, Adam. But yeah, it's you're right. Some of the greatest in things in history, whether it's vaccines, whether it's I'm on a heart medication um, that's been around since the 30s. I take something called metoprolol twice a day because I've had heart issues and I get tachycardia a lot, which is a racing heartbeat. But anyway, the medication makes my life really livable. And I tolerate it really well, but it was a medication made for blood pressure in the late twenties, thirties. Hmm. Um, and they're just, all of a sudden they're like, Hey, this medication keeps the heart from racing off. Mm -hmm. A lot of athletes use metropolol or a beta blocker. It's called P people might be more familiar with that term, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it was, it was just by mistake. So it's main use now is not as a blood pressure medication. It's for, just keeping your heart from, you know, running over the hill without you. <laughs> yeah. The discoveries that they, I mean, that's how people discover all kinds of things, right? Accidental discoveries. I think there's a, a million accidental discoveries. I mm. think everything on the planet is an accidental discovery. For instance, the first person wandering up to a, a nest filled with eggs going, I think I'm going to pop this into my mouth. I'm just hungry oh enough to try this. I think I might just crack this onto a rock and just see <laughs> what this. I mean, it's if if human life isn't trial and error, I don't know. Right. So you right? know, accidents I, are. I say this to people all the time: just try stuff, totally. because it, no matter if you fail or whether you succeed in your mind, it's all really awesome. Mm -hmm. Failing's half the fun, and you learn. That's how you learn. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. And the more dramatically you fail and more publicly, <laughs> that's how we learn that. That's how we figure things out, right? Oh, my. Yeah. Well, I think it's been the basis of all our careers. I'm sure, Adam, you've had a few tales in your life of getting started in, in your industry as an as a engineer and a producer and, and the learning curve that we're on. I remember working oh, with yeah. an engineer. We, we spent a whole day recording this trumpet, and at the end of the day, the, our poor engineer couldn't find the trumpet tracks. They were nowhere to be seen. It was it was heartbreaking at the time, but I'm like, like maybe we didn't really need the trumpet after all. And the guy got paid anyway. So, but hmm. yeah, were those in the days of tapes? Like tape, yeah. was, were you were recording yeah. on reel, reel to reel. To reel. <laughs> I started 
I, when I started in radio, I was using reel to reel. So I get it. I know how to cut tape with a blade. Thank wow. God for computers and the way it is now. But oh my God, I, 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 I understand the struggles of actually, you know, taking a reel to reel and feeding it through the machine and taking a physical razor blade to make an edit in the tape. That's how you did it. Well, and I went to photography school back in the days of Ooh. the darkroom and the film and the, and I remember being in the, in the lab with, uh, with a few people doing the color run. And one of my friends had wedding photos. She had shot a wedding. Everyone came from Germany and it was so anyway, she got the chemicals backwards. So no. destroyed oh. all the negatives. And I just like, I still, Oh, I just, oh. yeah. There's things so, yeah. that live with you for the rest Forever. of your life. If you summon them from that back room in your brain, mm-hmm. it's a very tactile feeling. It's very, mm-hmm. it's like you're standing right there doing it, isn't it? It really, yeah, it really is. It, it, the things that stick in our mind forever. And it's interesting too, that my sisters and I have memories that don't overlap. You know, my sister will be like, remember that time such and such happened? And I'm like, no, I have no memory of that. Right. So we call them fake memories, right? Like, oh, that's one of her fake memories. But my mom and dad were talking about what we, do you remember when we used to go down to Fourth Street Rose and have fondue on Christmas Eve? I'm like, no, I have no memory of that. No memory of that. Right. Like, Julie Van Rosendahl was drunk as a child. Yeah, I was a heavy drinker. It was, I was drunk on cheese. and uh, No, I, it, it's very true. I have share memories with friends all the time. Anyway, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, the, the yeses and the nos of what resolutions do to the human mind. You're listening to the Jan Arden Podcast. I'm here with Julie and Adam. We'll be right back. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Jan Arden Podcast, the very first one of 2022. And may I remind our dear listeners that this is still season one. It sure is. We are like 110 (laughs) episodes into season one. We've never broken it into seasons. We've never taken a break. Uh, Some people do like eight episodes and, and then they call that a season and then they give us a season like two months later. No. Not here. We haven't missed one week, which is why it's still season one. I think this is actually episode <laughs> one twelve. So we've think about it: one hundred and twelve consecutive episodes without a break. Good on us. That's amazing. Way to go, you guys! I remember doing a pot. Well, it was I don't even know where I was. Well, I just did one from Europe last week. Our Christmas, That's right? Our Christmas episode. I was sitting uh, in my little spare bedroom in in the UK. Um, which was really fun, by the way. I was very reluctant to post pictures and say where I was, so I never did. I posted a few pictures, and I figured people that knew me knew that I was there, and I was on a country road, but I never said, and here's the blah, 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 blah. I just thought, Mm-mm. because honestly, I didn't want to put myself out there to the wrath of people being judgmental about me getting on a plane. Um, it was a plane ticket that I had, well, I couldn't, you can't book a ticket till a year out, right guys? I think you, you can only do it within, within the year. So right. last Christmas, I booked this ticket to go over to see my friends, um, for seven nights, uh, two hours outside of London, but it was the easiest trip I've ever taken. I filled out all my forms. I had to get my PC, PCR test. Is that what it's called? I had yes. to get that two days before. Um, 
I had my booster. I filled out myriad forms, like uh, probably two hours worth of forms that was well worth it. And I just got myself organized. And I filled out the UK app. I did not see a human being when I landed in the UK. What? I just went up to a machine. I stuck my passport in and they said, welcome to the UK. Wow. Because I had everything. And the only thing I was required to do is I had to get a test back to the UK government. I had a specific number assigned to me. I had to go get another PCR. I want to say this, right? Is it PCR? I, I think it's PCR. I can okay, verify PCR, that, but I think yeah, you're right. Thank you. Because I, I don't want to tell people something yes, that PCR, doesn't exist. PCR test. Okay. I, so I had to go to a little clinic and go and get the nasal swab and get the PCR test and send the number of that negative test to the government. Then I was free to walk around the community. Hmm. And as you know, I think this past week they're getting numbers of like, I don't mean to laugh. I'm laughing just out of sheer frustration and I'm just aghast at the 110,000, 120,000 infections of Omicron every day in the UK. But I'm telling you where I was, it was so calm. We weren't around anyone. I didn't set foot in a restaurant or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm just not brave. And if for people that want to do that, I'm, if you're following the regulations, I'm all for that. But Anyway, and then coming back was so easy once again. I filled out all the Canadian stuff. I got another PCR test. Now, keep in mind, these are expensive. Uh, I probably spent $500 on testing mm-hmm. for this trip. But I haven't been anywhere in two years, and my friends are worth it. And right. But I, when I came back here, it was uh, – I stuck my passport in, and I walked in. I never saw a human being. Wow. Wow. I feel like everyone's and super on, organized, right, at the airport. But it doesn't, you know how it looks on TV? It just looks very, ah, everything's mm-hmm. gone crazy. The world's on fire. Mm-hmm. It was calm and orderly. I was really proud of the YYC airport. Thought they were doing a fantastic job. Our white hatters with their cute white masks, directing people, telling them where to go, telling them where to, to do the machines. I was really proud of the city, really proud of whoever is organizing that. What a joyful positive atmosphere to come into it wasn't daunting i mean my friends were so impressed from the uk they came back with me because that's been our plan Mm -hmm. and for two days they waffled they're like well maybe we shouldn't and i'm you know we thought about it they talked to their friends they talked to their families and we opted to come Mm -hmm. well and you have great space out there and it's yeah it's i think amazing I'm, i'm so happy that you did and that they're back with you yeah, yeah, and it's great, but we weren't required to get them a PCR test on this side. Hmm. They said, if you're no symptoms, you know, go to the place that you're going to, follow the rules of the road here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they were super impressed. That's my story about traveling, but I, I don't even know what I was talking about. I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. Uh, and I guess I was starting off by going, my New Year's resolution is to be, I don't ever have resolutions. Sorry, I don't. I don't do that either. I don't, I don't do that either. No. I, I don't. No. A few years ago, I did make a resolution to accept water when it was offered to me. Oh, so you know when someone one. says, oh, can I get you some one. water? I will say yes, because I do not drink enough water. Me I know either. I should. I always have it around, but I don't, I don't drink enough water. So that was a resolution a few years ago. <laughs> I thought that was that's a good a, one. That's hilarious. That's really manageable. Right? Uh, I've resolved when people offer me money, I'm going to take it. That, oh, okay, that's my resolution for 2022. So in the past, as a teenager or a young woman, Julie, did that sort of 
Did that look different resolutions? Like, did you ramp up to like, okay, January one, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to be that little, little, story of my life. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, every year it was, it was expected. If you were above a certain size, that oh, was Jesus socially acceptable. Christ. Sorry, Here I don't mean go. to go down this road, but that was no. it, right? I mean, new, the whole new year, new you. I, I love that we don't see that as often anymore. Uh, I, I was, I've just been thinking about how the whole narrative in my formative years, you know, and even as an adult, in magazines was, you know, how to get through the holidays without overeating, right? You know, stand by the crudités, cut your wine with some sparkling water, eat a healthy meal before you go. So I was always approaching the holidays from like a standpoint of damage control, right? Like, how am I not going to overdo it? How am I not going to eat that entire log of shortbread dough? Uh, (laughs) And then New Year was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to eat, you know, I'm going to be on my diet or whatever. I'm going to do Weight Watchers. I mean, on every diet, you know, and it's just. It's so bad. Yeah. It's a terrible mentality. Like when I go into a holiday dinner, a special meal, I actually put my mindset in, uh, on, I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> I, I'm going to do damage and I'm going to regret how much I've put in my system because I never do that. But what a weird mindset to not go into that with joy, to mm-hmm. not go into yeah, right. that with, I'm going to enjoy myself. Because hearing right. you talk, I think that narrative, Adam, is so wide reaching, so far sweeping mm-hmm. that it affects each and every individual. It certainly affects how I think about holidays and, and special occasions is to be mindful and not do that. I'm much better now that I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. So Julie and I, I think as women, we can both attest to how we treat ourselves, how we feel about ourselves. I'm so glad not to be going into this holiday at 35 because it would have been a different landscape for me. Oh, yeah. And now I'm just like, I am really going to enjoy myself. I'm going to sit Absolutely. in front of the fire. I'm going to have that block of uh, peanut brittle. I, I really don't, I don't punish myself. But anyway, just mm-hmm. as a point to hear you speak like that, I'm sure for Julie and I both, we hear those triggered words of, yeah. you know, the screw guilt. it. Oh, I'm so, and then the guilt. I was just going to say, Julie, Guilty the guilt. Pleasures, the cheating. There's so cheating. many words that we it's wrong right? with food and it's it's just so yeah so wrong it's not healthy and and look I, i'm very mindful about what i put in my body i'm very mindful i think when i turn 40 i really have a new mindset around food and the quality of food and what i eat and portion control and all that stuff so i'm always mindful but when it's a holiday a special occasion a dinner with friends a dinner with family a birthday give me all the good stuff i am that's when it, you have to enjoy your life. You absolutely have yeah. to approach things with a sense of joy. And I think, I mean, I'm no doctor and I'm no psychologist, but I would imagine how we speak to ourselves when we're in these situations does affect our biology, does affect our physicalness. I mean, uh-huh. how your body processes everything that you're taking it. If, if you're, if you're telling your mind, this is going to F you up, I'm going to take you down with this roll of <laughs> shortbread cookie dough mm-hmm. yeah. uh, or I'm going to treat myself. This is great. I feel so good. That was fun. What a great get together. Yeah. That was I delicious. Mean, yeah. It was not, it's not all or nothing. Right. I mean, I went through so much of my life saying, Oh, I ate a cookie. I might as well just eat the rest and then I'll start tomorrow, right? Like I've done that. 
times infinity? Well, I think um, we, as an addict myself, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get back, but I did that with alcohol too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, y- you talk yeah. yourself into all kinds of things. Yeah. Oh my God, this show's going by so fast. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk more about resolutions. I want to tell everyone what the top resolutions for 2022 were once again this year. Jan Arden Podcast. We'll be right back with Julian Adam. Welcome back to the Jan Arden Podcast. Julie Van Rosendahl joins us. Adam Karsh, brand new year. And uh, 2022, we were talking about resolutions, how kind of pointless they are. Of course, the number one resolution for 2022, is I Googled it, uh, I don't know who they had, you know, put this out to, but losing weight. Of course, always, always. Losing weight or body image. Uh, they're kind of, they, they put in parentheses, uh, uh, get better health, but at the crux of that mm-hmm. is losing weight, which is a tragic statement on our humanity. But moving on, um, I'm not even going to tell you what the other ones are because they're equally as dire. This is an idea for some really interesting resolutions that I kind of like the idea of. It's almost like Julie Van Rosendahl's reverse uh, um, advent calendar where she puts something in a box with her son every day leading up to Christmas instead of taking something out and ingesting it. It was like, put in a can of corn, put in a bag of pasta, a can of peanut butter. I love that, Julie. Um, I love these. Start a journal. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Start a journal. If you haven't started journaling, because when you're talking about mental health and, and getting better, starting a journal, if you write in it once a mm-hmm. month, tickety-boo-doo. Mm-hmm. Give out more compliments. Yes. Say the things that you're thinking about people when you think. That's a good one. A nice thing. Or you say it to someone else, right? Like, so-and-so is so great. Oh, I love her so much. But you don't say it to the person. That's, that is my favorite. Yeah. That's my mm-hmm. favorite. I like it. Give okay, out more compliments. But, but when, in, in the context of making resolutions, this is all. I'm just trying to kind of change all y'all's mindset on what does that have mm-hmm. to mean. And does it have to mean I'm going to stop biting my nails? Oh, F off. Don't I, I bite my nails. It's, Me too. There, there, I know, but there's shit going on in the world. Bite your nails. If you need to bite your nails, and bite your nails. You're admonished about that from the time you're yeah. two years old. Get your fingers out of your mouth. I did it too. My, my mom was always after me. Um, put your bills on auto pay. Yes. I love that. Lift that up. Like if, if you're one of those people that are like, oh my God, I suddenly don't have TV anymore. What <laughs> happened? I didn't pay the bill because it is a lot. And a lot of people do not take advantage of this powerful thing called a computer that we're holding yep. in our hands. Put your bills on auto pay. All the main ones, your heat, your light, your phone, your cell bill. Don't leave yourself in the middle of nowhere. You can't pay your bills. I mean, just little simple things. Um, send more cards to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even have to be an occasion. Not- That's a nice make one. Your, <laughs> make a card. And, yeah. Not an e-card. I, I'm not a big fan of the e-Christmas cards. I've gotten quite yeah, a few of those I mean, they're this fun, year. But, and, they, and they're free, so I don't, yeah. But I like, I like getting a physical card with the handwriting and the... Stick a recipe card in there, huh? Ah, Love it. Good one. Yeah? Love it. Make a movie bucket list. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
Like sit with a pal or do it online if you're doing a FaceTime or a Zoom or whatever and go, let's get through these 20 movies this year. What do we want to see again? What do we want to do? And make a list with your friends and actually do it. And you can watch them from your own homes and then talk about them. And you can watch them together on Teleparty. Yeah. My friend, my friend uh, Fiona Matatal, who is an OBGYN here in Calgary, uh, the very beginning of the pandemic, she heard that I had not seen Dirty Dancing. It came up. And so we watched it together on Teleparty. It turned into a pandemic film club. I think we've watched Ooh. 200 movies. I haven't been to all of them, but we had a little Secret Santa pandemic film club, film club gathering. Everyone logs in. And so it times the movie so that everyone's, it's synced. And there's a little chat box along the side. So we can all Amazing. like comment, like, who does he think he is? Like, you know, like <laughs> comment on the storyline, right? And uh, it's great. It's great. So there are people across Canada in it now. And uh, anyway, sorry, I just had to speak. You know, I absolutely love that. Um, but yeah, those kinds of things, you, you get yeah. my drift. I'm not going to keep going at this, but to rethink what a resolution is and taking the pressure off yourself as an individual, like, what am I going to do to my body? Am I going to only get liposuction once this year? Yeah. Like I, I, all these crazy things that we set ourselves up for, but things that involve another people, like I'm going to go volunteer somewhere, somewhere mm-hmm. this year, like a resolution like that just makes more sense than annihilating your your body and mind with with undoable freaking things well and i like the idea of vowing to do more of something or eat more eat more soup was my resolution for a while rather than (laughs) i'm not going to have any carbs or i'm not going to have any sugar i'm not like rather than restricting yourself doing more of you know it's 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 more positive to be like you know rather than disallowing yourself from eating things that you love or doing whatever, um, doing more of this, going for more walks, eating more soup, seeing more people, you know, more positive. It's more, it's more positive. What do you think 2022, do you have a theme (laughs) of, of what this is going to look like? Do you think you're just going to plow on exactly in what you're doing? Do you like what you're doing right now? How things are going? Are you going to approach it any differently? Is there something in 2021 that you're like, "Mm, tried that, not doing that. That didn't work for me. Uh, I think I'm just going to do this. Like, does it, does the turning of that calendar feel different? I feel like it's sort of deeply ingrained in us to sort of look at the new year, look back at the old year, sort of reassess, figure out the highlights, the low lights, <laughs> you know, think about what we want to, to do, you know, and it's, unfortunately, it's so often framed around achievements and accolades and accomplishments and, um, goals. And, and I think, uh, um, so I think it's natural to think, think that way. And I certainly have been thinking about how I spend my time and uh, who I spend it with and, and, and in terms of work, just doing less, right? Working smarter, not harder as my granddad. And I think everyone's granddad used to say that. Well, my granddad said, get a job. <laughs> build something. My granddad was into building things. Build things. Adam, 2022, what, what, are we, what are we doing? I know you don't want to go back to the office. I do not want to go back to the office. I love working from home. I think I say at every show, I'm manifesting that. I'm putting it out there to the universe because uh, I just, I, I love my setup. And I hope that it continues this way. I'm not suggesting I'll never go back into the building, but like my life is really, the balance is great. And I'm, I'm hoping that 
I want to be optimistic and say that I hope 2022 things can really get back to normal. I know that the state of the world right now, it's not looking like that so much. So we've dialed back a few things. And But I got my third booster. My girls got their second shot. My, everyone in my family far and wide is triple vaxxed or double vaxxed for the kids, triple for the adults. I'm hoping that everyone stays safe and healthy and that it can get back to normal as whatever normal is. I'm just going to try not to get, I'm going to try not to get pregnant again this year. <laughs> again, just, again this year. I, I, I don't, I don't need to go down that road at 59 years old. So I'm going to, that's, I'm going to just, Jan, do not get pregnant. You need that like a hole in the head. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's simple. And if I can inspire another 59 year old to make that positive choice. Achievable goals are important. Listen, I know that men can have kids at, pretty much any age, they can probably have an erection on their deathbed and I'd probably make a child as they're taking their last breath. <laughs> not, not something I want to picture, but it's true. It's you're true, right, Adam. Right. Giggle all you want. You're it's true. Right. Women, you know, it's just like, so any, any man that enters into that relationship at, in his seventies with like a 33 year old woman, I know we're wrapping up the show. What a weird way to wrap things oh, up. And it's just getting if, good if now. He actually, if, I just get to talk. If he actually wants to, <laughs> Well, maybe we should do some bonus material. If he wants to sure. talk, you know what? This is the Jan Arden podcast. If that was not enough of a teaser for you to come back for maybe a 15-minute bonus of the 2022 uh, podcast, you're missing out. Happy New Year, everyone. We love you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review if you think of it because it, all those things help. And um, we appreciate you so much. Let's just keep season one real. Julie Van Rosendahl, all the best to you. 2022, here we come. Adam Karsh, stay with us for more bonus material after this. But in the meantime, totally do. Should old acquaintance be forgotten and never brought to bonus content of 2022 with Julie, Adam, and Jan. This is bonus content. This is content that is still completely free of charge. Here we go. Here it is. The bonus begins now. Or the boner begins now, which is... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let me get some toast to scrape. (laughs) So if the guy wants to, and, and you know, we're dealing with mortality, I'm sure, uh, the, a man's fragile mortality. And when I say man, I mean the human yes. race. If he wants to have a one-year-old at 73 years yeah. old and a two-year-old, if, if he wants to embark on that, if that's that important to him to service a, a 35-year-old partner that wants to have a child. Like, I know. Uh, who am I to say? Yeah. I, to me, it sounds ludicrous. I think about now, if I had a child, if I had a newborn child at the foot of my bed at 59 years old, I would not whether the, I wouldn't know whether the shit or squeeze an orange <laughs> at this point in my life. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. I, <laughs> like just, just hearing the sounds, a dog was a lot of work for me. I mean, a, a joyful amount of work. Yeah. And I miss her presence so much as you do with your dog, you know, Louie. Yeah. You, you really notice that gone, but you have a newborn child, Julie. 
Oh, Ramon. Ramon. Oh, he's yeah. a beautiful like boy. A toddler. He's a he's Poppy Ramon. But he's yeah. It's it's interesting. It made me. It's lose, a lot. It made me lose. Oh my gosh, Miss Louie. <laughs> yeah. I say the wrong words all the time. Um, but it is like having a. I mean, last time I had a puppy, I also had a toddler, so it was kind of I was in that mode. But now I'm like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> He's getting better, but like in, out, in, out, in, out and, you know, chewing things. And when I'm, you know, doing stuff, he'll come and bring like mitts and hats and be like, look, look, look what I'm eating, you know, just like, oh. but uh, yeah. I love the cardboard box that, oh, he, that he had had in your backyard. That made me laugh out loud. That brought me so much joy. And it, it made me feel positive. I mean, I'm far from, from being ready for another no. dog. And I know Louie was a good year for you, a good year. A whole, and I also know that Ramon was kind of this magically I'm here dog. Well, like magically totally. what happened? Well, so my, yeah, my, my nephew and his girlfriend, uh, have a couple dogs who I love and they came from her mom. Her mom has eight dogs. Um, anyway, so they had another litter. Her dog had another litter. And, uh, so I was out in carbon and I think Katie just knew we would be like easy targets. Right. So she brought the whole litter out and I was totally not, it was not on my radar to get another dog, but seeing Willem with the puppies, like, you know, he's an only child. He's 16. He's always had a dog. It's a, he, a pandemic. Like he doesn't have a whole lot of friends and he doesn't see his friends that he does have very often. And so seeing with him, just, I was like, oh yeah, he needs this kind of love in his life. You know, he doesn't want to snuggle with me anymore. Oh, what's wrong with kids? It was just like a no brainer. And he just like, so yeah, he, you know, and maybe he'll take him with him when he moves away from home. Right. Like he's, he's almost an adult. But getting back to my point of a man having an erection on his deathbed, <laughs> who would be able to impregnate a, 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 a 20-year-old, like these are the ironies of life that it just it just seems, so, it should be the other way around. It should be the other way around. Men should only be able to make children up to the age of 18. <laughs> and oh, wow, then, cut off. <laughs> and then that's it. Wow, that's harsh, 18. I became I a like dad at 37, least- so... <laughs> well, and I was 35 and I, and at the time it was, it was, uh, considered you were getting old at 35 to have a baby. Right. And now you were an old, you were an old maid. And I have you tons of friends maid. in their forties who've had sometimes surprise babies, but they call them, they call them geriatric pregnancies when you're in your forties, which is, what? that's not, that doesn't make me feel good for those other women who are, you know, a geriatric pregnancy, but. If you have twins, they can be Jerry and Atric. <laughs> Jerry, Atric, Jerry, get in Atric, here. Atric, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always wanted twins. I, they kind of ran in my family. And, uh, and it would, as you get older, apparently your chances are, are better of having twins. I thought that would have been fun. But anyway. Well, listen, if I didn't get pregnant in my 20s, I, I don't know. There is, there is, there is a God, actually, because I did a lot of praying and, um, I, I came out of that crazy decade in my life of just, I mean, it was rock and roll, singing in bars and Smithers and Yellowknife and Dawson Creek and, 
just being in a white panel van and and singing ZZ Top songs. That's and, cool. You know, our our sets were epic. It would be like Sheena Easton, and then it would be ZZ Top. I love uh, ZZ, ZZ, ZZ Top. Top in Canada. ZZ Top. Yeah, ZZ Top. You know, you, you think about how these years roll by. Like the fact that it's 2022. I remember sitting with my friend Michelle in my bedroom with the white shag carpet and the white wicker furniture. And I said to Michelle, oh my God, in the year 2000, right? we're going to be 38 years old or whatever the yeah. hell we were talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was born in 62. We yeah. were born in 62. Yeah. And we were just like, oh, my God. That's and we old. would giggle and put, on the, <laughs> and put on the Runaways record and listen to Joan Jett. Yes. And just oh. feel so cool. I love and Joan then, Jett. you know, I'm laying in bed like last night with my hands folded behind my neck, just looking up at the knotted pine ceiling going, here I am living out here in the trees. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to getting up to feeding the birds. Yep bird seed yep. and hopefully the deers will show up yeah. and i what we were talking about in the episode today is just those small little things of triumph that really bring you joy and i i have to say i'm surprised at the the things that bring me joy yeah i thought it would be so different i thought it would be you know career and and music and um all those things that I thought th- those are going to be the things that really make my heart sore, yeah. and I like them just fine. But it's it's feeding these freaking yeah. birds, yeah. and it's it's such small things. It's, it's really, walking down the road that makes me feel well, yeah. and makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing, yeah, and grounded in your place in the world. And how lucky are we that mm. we get to be alive? Right. Yes. It's like Norm Macdonald yeah. said, it's the best gig in the world being alive. Yeah. I agree. You know? And it's just, yeah, it's just great. But I think we're set up, you know, to, to have these like big goals and dream big and go big or go home and like be the best. And the pressure to just like perform and have these accolades and awards and, you know, achievements, uh, you know, for who, for whose sake, for, you know, it's, I think appearances. Yeah. I think so many things are motivated uh, in an outward way to how we're going to be perceived. I mean, yeah. And we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show Yeah, of course. is, is curating Instagram, curating our social media yeah, and being on a boat and having a flute of champagne in your hand and a dolphin is jumping beside the boat and, and you know, all these things. And, and I'm telling you, it's taken 500 pictures to kind of make it look like that. Yeah. And young women talk about that all the time. But anyway, I think earnestness, I think, I think we can see through it a little bit better these days yeah. of what, of what yeah. that looks like and what happiness looks like. And I think you're right, Julie, we're all just so happy to be healthy and well. And yeah. so many of us have, have lost people yeah. and lost yeah. pets yeah. and, and have friends that have their grandparents in long-term care. Yeah. And uh, this has been a brutal 24 months of change and loss and sorrow and job losses and moving and a lot of relationships have ended. Well, a lot of relationships have begun too, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's really tip, tip the apple card as it were. Yeah. Yeah. So much change and people are trying to figure out how to find that balance. But I bet it's the little things. Yeah. 
it's a cup of tea in the morning yeah. or yeah. sitting with your book and, and yeah. you know, keeping your comfy clothes on. Mm-hmm. All the things we've heard about comfort in this last two years yeah. are simple, 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 simple. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And being okay with it. And got my hair cut. Woohoo! I know, right? Went to a hair salon, got my hair colored. These things that we just took for granted, right? I had people in my house who would have ever thought that that was going to be, I've had a few friends stop by and come in and sit in the kitchen and hang out. And I I missed that so much. That is the greatest pleasure. (laughs) I know I've been to my parents' house for dinner and they've been in my house and I, we just, you take for granted yeah. Your family Easel sitting family. around the dinner table. And now yeah. it's like the greatest joy to have that happen again. Yeah. But I know people are, I feel like people are really hitting, hitting a wall. It's like, I, I may have used this analogy in the past, but it's like, do you remember going to jazzercise or aerobics? Did you ever do that no. back in the, I used no. to, I used to go to <laughs> Heaven's Fitness and, and the, the instructor would be like, 12 more, or order, five more, four more, three more, 20 more. And you'd be like, fucking hell. Like you thought you were at the end of it. And then she'd like jump back up, right? Like you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Oh no, here's another 12 (laughs) reps, right? And I know that people are having a hard time right now. It feels like that. We're just about done. We're just about done. You can go back to restaurants. And And kidding. Nobody in your house. Uh, Yeah. But you see, does this not shed some light on where these old timey stories come from or your grandparents saying, you know, back in our day when we had this and that, we couldn't, we couldn't have people under the house. We had to wear face coverings and your grandchildren are looking at you like, you're such a turd granddad. You don't even know anything. (laughs) It is going to be that. Because those, exactly. Because those pivotal big things that, that shift humanity and society like we're forever changed. Yeah. There, there's no, we're not going to be going back to normal. Whatever no. it is, it's going to be something very new yeah. and yes. it's going to look very different. But yeah. um, I, I love the fact that we're now going to have these stories that you're going to be telling Willem's kids. Yeah. And they're yeah. just going to roll their eyeballs, take off in their jet boots yeah. and go to their friend's house. <laughs> right. Their hologram friends will be over visiting. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. I mean, at least we're, I mean, we're pretty, I think we're pretty spoiled as a, as a society. I think back, you know, driving through the prairies in the middle of winter, I think about the people, you know, who lived in a barn and, you know, during the depression and had no, you know, had maybe one book to share and the store of potatoes and like, right. I mean, we, how lucky are we that we have technology like this to keep? It's unbelievable. We're pretty lucky and it's pretty great. And thank you, Netflix. They should sponsor us. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. My gram shared skates. They oh, had yeah. one pair of skates. There were 17 kids and they had oh. one pair of skates. And they were obviously yeah. big boy skates, but yeah. Graham said they, they stuffed cloth yep. in the end. Yeah. And she yeah. said, We never even thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. You just take turns, right? And now never thought twice about it. We order them online and they arrive within 48 hours. And if there's a delay, I mean, I think we understand a lot better how how things work, how supply chains work, how supporting local makes such a huge difference to our communities. And uh, so, I don't know. Small is good. We, uh, you know, yeah, it's small. small is good. I mean, 
uh, I love that you've been leaving your cookbooks at local stores and asking for donations. You know, you're basically saying, this is what this book costs to make and it would be great to, you know, keep that back. But I think you've been really surprised at, and further to that, Julie has donated what people donate for those books in these, in these local uh, b- uh, bookstores to great charities and, and people that really, really need a couple hundred bucks to, to make uh, their day special for somebody. But it's, it's so great what you've been doing, Julie. It just, those, and I know they seem like small things to you, but the way they reverberate out into the community, being helpful to others, helping other people brings happiness. That, that is fact. That is psychological proof that when you are in service of others, you benefit so much. Mm -hmm. It just feels good. It feels good to do the right thing. Yeah. Well, it just feels good. So many people doing amazing things back. So yeah. But, but that's how it works. And, and believe me, it's, it's, you are a catalyst. You know, when people see that, it's like, it, it does prompt them to go, what can I do? It mm-hmm. certainly prompts me because I, I always tell people about the stuff that you're doing. And I just, I love that. And I love that it doesn't have to be these grandiose, we're trying to raise $1.5 million to right. build the new cent. It, and that's when people get lost in it. They're like, what does my 10 bucks do? Yeah. Fuck all. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm no. not going to do it. Yeah. And that's where, where it gets so, people feel overwhelmed. And getting back to that whole, how we're, we can eat ourselves into a cleaner, brighter, better planet by making choices that don't involve big animals that require a lot of energy and a lot of space, you know, um, two meals a week make a huge impact in the world. Imagine 6 billion people making the choice to do two or three plant-based meals a week. Now you're talking a new game. So all those people that are feeling like, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. It's suddenly this force. It's a tidal wave of change that is, it's unbelievable the impact it has. So small is good. Well, and I think it's not all or nothing either, right? I mean, people no. I think there's this very sort of divisive, either you eat this way or you eat that way. Anytime I post, you know, uh, oat milk or other, you know, BioLife cheese or whatever, people are like, but, you know, why why are you eating that kind of thing? There's sort of this, anyway, this is a whole other conversation yes. I feel yes. like we yes. should have yeah. maybe in the new year. But We could do no, that. Ramon's got a squeaky toy. Did you hear that? Uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> No, we will. We'll, we'll wrap it up, but, but don't, uh, you're never going to convince everybody all the time. Um, and, and the fact that you are doing that, surely they can see that the occasional change or, or trying something new. And you have to imagine that these companies too are, they're the way of the future because they're the ones that are making changes globally. You know, we, just because that's the way things have always been done, doesn't mean that's the way you do them. You don't see horses and carriages going down the main streets Cars were invented. Totally. They stopped having milkmen right. because we didn't have milk delivered to the houses anymore. Totally. You bought it in the store and now it's not milk being delivered. Now they're clearing out entire sections for all the plant alternatives that yeah. are better for the environment. They're certainly better for yeah. the cows. Yeah. Yep. When it comes to animal welfare, man, I'll have this argument with people anytime. If I yeah. can do something that doesn't hurt something else, I'm going to do it. Yeah. How can you argue? Why are you eating that? Why? Because it doesn't, you don't have to go into a diatribe, yeah. Julie, ever. Yeah. Because 
once in a while, it does the environment good and you hurt less people by doing it. And you're supporting a small business. This is a small business person that came up with this idea. Yeah. That's right. And they get sold, they get sold to these bigger companies, which is great because they can get to more people that do make those two meals a week instead of having a real grilled cheese sandwich. They have one with Veal Life Cheese. Veal Life, please sponsor us. And make them yeah. more affordable too, right? For for people. The who more live you make with... them, the more affordable they'll exactly. get. But as long as they're niche, you're going to be yeah. paying more. Remember how much fucking yeah. microwaves were? Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, a luxury item. My dad brought one home. It was fifteen hundred dollars. What? Mom. Yeah, my parents in the in the late no early mid seventies wow. brought home it, a microwave. Wow. It was the size of a fucking car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so were VCRs. We we were scared to use it. We all thought we were going to get blown up. Yeah, We we thought it was going to kill the dog. Radiating, but yeah, yeah. But it's true. I mean, we embrace technology in so many ways. And why not? Now they make milk out of oats, right? So uh, awesome. And it tastes delicious. Amazing. So why why are people so set? I mean, it's like you said, it's the way things have always been. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's a... But once you try it, I've even got my brother, my older brother, buying oat milk. Yeah. I'm just like, it's, it's, it's going to be better for you, Dre, in the long yeah. run. Because he's one of those guys that's, it's dairy's bugging him. It's just, well, and he's getting inflammation. Yeah. And it's a culprit. I'm telling you. A lot of people become lactose intolerant as they get older. And I mean, dairy, that, I mean, that's a whole conversation. The whole industry in Canada, that's a big, you know, why is it, my dad, since we were kids, said, why is dairy a food group in the part of the food guide is something that he pushed back against for a long time. And it's like, it's we lobbyists. just it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we will talk about that, but welcome to your bonus. We're going to do more bonus content in 2022. <laughs> I love bonus and, content. Me too. And, uh, you can yeah, swear. It, it really, That's the best part. Well, it's great. <laughs> and fucking A. Fuck. <laughs> it's just, Jesus. It's, it's just, thank, Sorry. thank, thank you. Anyway, Sorry. um, love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Julie, I have, I have a drop by thing I want to drop off on your uh, doorstep as well. And I know your road and I know where you are, but I, in I my mind, I can't remember which road it is to go down. So if you can just fire me your address okay. and Adam, you have something coming to your address yes, and I know it's you. not going to be you. there. And Caitlin's got something too. And then I got worried about her going away and, and it's, it's just silly stupidness, but you know what? I'm curious to it. see what you think. Okay, good. All right. Well, Welcome to the bonus content and uh, goodbye. And we will see you soon. And um, I'll talk to you guys in in next year. No, this year. This year, 2022, season one. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Totally new. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.